You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Already Tuesday. How are you today, Bruce? Health and alive. Um, I am at a loss for where time has gone. I mean, we're in August. It, it, it just seems like time's gone flying by. Yeah, well, the world flies by and, and time just flies when you're having fun, right? I mean, we're having fun, right? We're making the apocalypse fun, aren't we? I mean, I've heard that yeah. in other places, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's mean, nice. Yeah, yeah. Apocalypse fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Honestly, fun. no, seriously, if, if looking at it from, from that standpoint... If all hell is going to break loose, I mean, we're rather comfortable compared to other time true uh, times in history. True. This is actually a pretty comfortable time. So true. Yeah, uh, this is uh, I, we'll get into this here very shortly. But uh, I just thought I'd mention it. it. This is breaking Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham. You know, the one that was uh, a staunch conservative, right? You know, it's staunch. Conservative. Mm, and then all yeah. of a sudden he mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, it's climate change. Uh, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Temperatures rising. Yeah. You got me. I'm sold. Uh Uh-huh. Senator Lindsey Graham just tested positive for COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. And he is showing flu-like symptoms. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to say I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I am sorry to hear that, but it's... It's only courtesy. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Gun sales are surging. Did you know that? Did you know that gun sales are surging in the U.S.? And ammunition. Did did you know that? Ammunition, too. Yeah. There's a shortage on ammunition, actually. Uh, Gun sales are spiking. Oddly enough, they're spiking in places like Connecticut, of all places. Connecticut. Now, I know that there are some people up in Connecticut that are patriotic Americans. I know that. I know that for a fact, because I know people up there. And I also know that there are people up there that are, well, let's just say they lean more to the um, we don't need guns kind of attitude. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, they're spiking in sales up there. Oddly enough, the strange thing is, is that these are first time buyers, first time buyers. And I was actually Hmm. listening to somebody this morning who runs one of the people that run uh, the Freedom Center down there in Missouri, and they actually train people and their families as as groups, church groups and things like that, that go through there to learn, you know, that people go out and buy guns and they want to get trained on how to properly use them, care for them, clean them and everything else. And that's what the Freedom Center does. And one of the individuals there, one of the firearms instructors said that the biggest people that uh, the biggest amount of people that they're actually getting calls from to come in and get trained are Democrat voters, <laughs> because even they don't like the rhetoric that's coming out of Washington, D.C. They're saying, wait a minute, um, you're going to do what? <laughs> uh, we didn't vote for that. Uh, well, yes, you did. You just weren't paying attention. I, I don't know what to or, tell you. You got conned. Or, or the fears of uh, police reforms and all that, that that's going on. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the defund as, the police. As an example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Defund the police. As an example, Portland. Portland's actually finding it difficult to find new law enforcement officers uh, with an increase in crime rate, might I add, uh, especially murder rate. But they're having difficulty finding cops. 
um, no surprise. So I'm wondering if that plays any role in the uptick in gun sales. You know, the uh, D.C. mayor, Muriel Bowser, she actually helped get the city council to remove $11 million worth of police funding. And now that they've now that they've gone quite a while without that funding and they've seen the spike in crime. And by the way, I saw the statistic today. More people were shot and killed in homicides last year in D.C. than all the people that died in the city of D.C. of COVID, if that gives you an idea. So now she's turned around. She's done a complete 180. Now she's turned around and said, uh, we need $15 million to, to uh, refund the police. We, we, have to, we have to put that back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you cut $11 million and now you're asking for that $11 million back plus another four? That only took 12 months. You're the one that did all this, too. You're the one that, you know, pushed for all this. So now you're wanting it all back? Hmm. Interesting. People are jumping at the opportunity to buy more guns, said Rob Pizzi, Jr., owner of Central Connecticut Arms in Portland, not Portland, Oregon, Portland in, in Connecticut, one of the state's largest gun shops. Preliminary numbers provided by the Connecticut State Police show 1,000, or excuse me, <laughs> yeah, it's a little more than that, 169,113 gun sale authorizations in 2020, up from 126,458 in 2019. That is an increase of more than 33%. So far this year, sales are continuing to increase as the state has received 94,534 authorizations, which must be filled out before the sale or transfer of any firearm. Already this year? Already this year. Yeah, we're six months, wow. well, seven months now into the year. Seven months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's on track to be equal to or greater than, so. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they're already up. They're already up by 33%. Well, yeah, what, what I'm saying is... is uh, on track to be that same number because we don't know how great the sales will be here in the coming months. But if it follows trends, true. yeah, true. First time gun buyers are a big part of the surge. The state has issued 31,170 new gun permits from January 1st through early July, according to the preliminary data. That's more than double the number of permits processed in all of 2019. Oh. And that's yeah, yeah, that's true across the country as well. Survey of firearm retailers conducted by the National Shooting Sports Foundation, an industry, an industry group based in Newtown, found that 40% of customers from January through April of 2020 were first-time gun buyers, and 40% of those new buyers were female. Where are the feminist groups on that one, on, on gun ownership for, for women? That's real feminism right there. That's real woman empowerment. That right there. You better believe it. The fastest-growing demographic yeah. of new gun owners are women said Holly Sullivan, president of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League, a nonprofit group that advocates on behalf of gun owners. By and large, the biggest growth is among women, and that's consistent nationally and here in the state. Uh, Jenny, a 44-year-old stay-at-home mother, bought her first gun last year, a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah, you equalize that playing field, things will change a little bit. Uh, victim of domestic abuse. She said that she was motivated by concerns about her personal safety, as you should be, ma'am. As you should be. She says, I had a run in with my ex-husband while I was jogging. And after that, I made the decision that I needed to carry. Sensible precaution. Absolutely. The uncertainty of life during the pandemic also played a role. It was such an unpredictable time and people were under a lot of stress, she said. I realized I was responsible for my own self-defense. Yep, that's right. That's right. It's you. We're on our own. That's it. Whenever you got the crazy politicians out there talking about, oh, we're going to defund the police. We're going to get rid of the police. That means you're on your own. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's no one coming. The failure of uh, the president as well as the local levels saying we're not going to do anything about the, the rioters. That should have also been a wake up signal for 
Americans that you're on your own when it comes to defending your own. Took the words right out of my mouth. You know, there was a I can't remember the name of it, but there was a county down in the state of Missouri. And I I think it was the state of Missouri. But what happened was Antifa was in St. Louis, right? That some of the riots were going on in St. Louis. Antifa was in St. Louis. And there were reports coming out of the city from the city police calling some of the county sheriff's offices saying, hey, there's a crew of Antifa that are leaving the city and they're telling, you know, they're shouting that this is where they're going to go. So you need to get all your deputies out and all your reservists and all your auxiliary out just in case. There was one county down in Missouri that only had eight deputies. Eight. That's it. Eight deputies for an entire county. That's not very many. And there were two towns, I think. And when a truckload of Antifa was on their way, the county sheriff went to the town and said, this is what's on the way. Any able-bodied man and woman that knows how to defend themselves, we need your help. And you know what? 300 armed men and women showed up at the edge of town when Antifa came calling. And you know what they did? They didn't even get off the bus. They turned around and left. So yeah, as you said, you're on your own. The failure of Trump to do what needed to be done, and make no mistake, that was a failure. It wasn't only us, but it was a lot of other people in the mainstream, uh, well, a lot of other people in the uh, conservative side, shall we say, that were saying, what constitutes the Insurrection Act if this doesn't? What? Well, January 6th, we we were, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Getting back to the young lady here, since buying her gun, she has begun spending time at the gun range to work on her shooting skills, and in the process, she discovered a new hobby. She says, I love going shooting. I have the confidence that I can hit my target. You know, every single person that I've ever taken out to a gun range who's been the kind of, oh, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, they're dangerous. They're loud. They they kick back, and I don't know. That's not really my thing, but I mean, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll go give it a try. And you know what? Every single person that's ever left the range that I've spent time out on the range with has always said, hey, you know what? I had a lot of fun. That was pretty good. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing that again. And they get to take home their paper target and show it to everybody about how good they did. Every single person who's been on the fence or whatever like that, that I've ever taken out and spent time on the gun range with, they've always had a change of heart. Always. And I've always found that the fear of it is what causes the hesitation. See, you don't understand something. So therefore, you're afraid of it. Everything that's in the in the media and in social media and stuff like that, all that stuff is all guns are bad. And, you know, that no, a gun is a tool just like anything else, just like a hammer, just like a wrench. You can use a wrench or a hammer and do harm to somebody, can't you? You can. You can use a gun and do harm to somebody, can't you? My point is, is that it's a double-edged sword. There's a responsibility side of it. But at the same time, the responsibility side comes from you, the individual. It doesn't come from the state giving you that responsibility. The state doesn't say, okay, well, we're going to allow you to have uh, have a gun. Uh, Here's the permit for it. Well, all that's going to do is that's going to give them the right to come and take it away whenever they choose. That's all that does. It's up to you, the individual, to be responsible for your own actions and to be safe. That's your responsibility. That's not the government's responsibility. So I've always said, if you're going to own these things, you need to know how to use them. You need to be responsible and you need to know how to store them safely, especially if you have children. That's all. That's all. By the way, uh, we're not sponsored by them or anything like that. Uh, we don't take any kind of money or anything like that. I'm, I'm just going to say uh, I got a new holster in this morning by a company called Alien Gear. Uh, it is unbelievable. I was telling Bruce about it and I was showing Bruce it before we started here. And uh, it is it is quite something. Uh, and I'm very satisfied with it. 
And so anybody that's out there that is a gun owner now and you're looking for a concealed carry holster, give them a try. I promise you that you will not be disappointed. It is 100% American made. It's about 50 bucks, roughly, but it's custom made for the gun that you have, for the firearm that you have. And they have a 30-day, no questions asked return policy. If you get it and you don't like it, then you send it back for a full refund. You do have to pay for the shipping, send it back. But uh, I mean, what's that? You know, a few bucks. But these are holsters you can't buy in a store. So again, aliengearholsters.com. Check them out. Give them a call, right? That's what I did. I called them first. Uh, I think they're out in Indiana or Iowa or something like that. I don't know. I gave them a call. And the young lady on the other end of the phone told me exactly which one that I needed because there were seven or eight different ones for the uh, gun model that I had. And she said, no, nope, this is the one you, you need for sure, without question, because I'm I mean, I'm in a little different situation. I'm in a foreign country, so it's a little difficult to have something made, custom made and then shipped over. And if something goes wrong, then I have to ship it back. And then I have to wait another month. I literally waited. A, what was it? About a month? Yeah, about a month for this. Yeah. And it was worth every day of that wait, I, I assure you. Uh, but yeah, give them a call. Check out their website. But if you're looking for holsters, that's the first place I would go. As a matter of fact, now that's probably one of the only places I'll go. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be looking for other things for other people. That was my experience. But all right, you got anything else on this, uh, on this gun thing you want to weigh in on? I'm actually glad... To see the numbers increase on sales and um, first-time buyers, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear about um, more women getting uh, firearms as well. Uh, firearms are an equalizer. So, uh, as Johnny said, obviously you want to take the proper precautions, you know, learn to use the firearm properly, maintain it, store it properly. Um, but this is uh, something that's part of our culture as Americans part of our rights. It's part of our defense mechanism against tyranny. So yeah, I'm, I encourage people to, uh, if you're not already, I imagine if you're listening to us, you probably already are. But uh, if you aren't already an owner of a firearm, I would uh, go to your local gun store and see, you know, um, talk to them, see if there's any kind of training courses you could take or, you know, what have you. There is an ammo shortage, though, at the moment. But manufacturers have said that they are working at capacity to try and get that solved uh, as quickly as possible. But the problem is, is that people are running on everything. I did hear that they are starting to now restock nine uh, millimeter, and I believe it was two twenty threes were starting to come back. Those seem to be the two hottest uh, sellers at the moment is nine millimeter and two twenty threes. Uh, and a buddy of mine is still a little, little pissed off because he still has a difficult time trying to find 357 SIG ammunition. Yeah, I told you not to buy that gun, buddy. <laughs> I know you're listening. I told you not to buy that gun. It is a nice gun, though. Anyway, all right, uh, moving right along here. You mentioned solar panels in China to me yesterday after we finished up. China's yeah. dominant coal-fired solar panel industry belches more net carbon than oil or gas. How's that possible? Well, they were increasing the um, number of power plants, uh, coal fire power plants, to meet their needs. And in fact, they were actually increasing their power production uh because in 2030, they're going to basically start working on getting net zero emissions at 2030. Not before, but so basically what they said was, is um, by 2030, they will no longer raise their emissions, right? So they'll, they'll work to keep below what their current emissions are at 2030. So that gives them, you know, nine more years to smash out as much pollution belching uh, machinery as they can before 2030. And, and then, sell us the panels. Um, 
sell us the panels, sell us the produce, sell us whatever, while we're over here destroying our economy with um, a, a green uh, New Deal stuff. It, it, it's pretty asinine, if you ask me. It is. It is. It's hy- It's hypocrisy. The whole thing is hypocrisy. It's disgusting, all this stuff. The green energy. Give me a break. You can't run electric cars on solar and wind. You can't fly a jet airliner on solar and wind. You can't run military vehicles. The Americans are talking about an all-electric military vehicle fleet by, what was it, 20, was it 2030? Was they actually shooting for that? Or was it 2050 or something like that, 2035? It's 2030 or 2050, somewhere in there. Oh, for Um, God's sake. Unbelievable. Look, I'm all for moving away from petrochemicals. I'm all for that. But you don't take something that works and replace it with something that doesn't. If you're going to replace petrochemicals, fine. But you have to replace it. This is common sense. You have to replace it with something as good or better than what you have. And wind and solar is not it. The Biden administration has approved a massive solar power project in California that will produce enough power to electrify 90,000 homes so long as the sun is there. The bad news is that produce that's the good news. The bad news is that producing the solar panels in China using coal-fired electrical plants to generate electricity will produce almost as much CO2 as the fossil fuel plants the solar power is supposed to replace. You couldn't make this up. You couldn't make up how stupid this is. Now, either this is Um, a money laundering operation or these people are so incompetent they don't know their asses from a hole in the ground. I'm willing to bet it's a money laundering operation, um, knowing the Bidens, uh, especially dealing with China. But keep in mind that not only is it solar, but you're also looking at batteries. Lithium is very dirty process to to purify lithium and, you know, mine it and all that. you mentioned the military. They're wanting to replace 225,000 vehicles with electric vehicles. I'm not seeing an actual date. They were they were doing an eight week program to figure it out uh, to to you know research it. Uh, and I'm not seeing a date that they're shooting for. But I'm pretty sure some of the articles we read was 2030 or 2050, somewhere in that range. Manufacturing solar panels is a dirty business. Starting with the raw material or starting with the raw mineral quartz. The refining process produces a highly toxic substance, silicon tetrachloride, that some manufacturers simply end up dumping. Huge amounts of power and heat must be used to manufacture the uh, photovoltaic cells. Since most of the cells in the West are manufactured in China, the heat and power are generated by coal-fired electricity. Maybe you should ask why uh, buying solar cells to save the planet from carbon pollution when the process of making them is... Not only poisoning the earth, but dumps as much carbon into the atmosphere as the energy produced by the fossil fuels themselves. That's a common sense question. By the way, the Chinese shut down Taishan out of an abundance of caution, right? They shut it down out of an abundance of caution because they needed to they needed to clean up something about a fuel rod or something. There was a faulty fuel rod in there somewhere. It's what they said. Uh, or or uh, or or perhaps a reactor leaking. Uh, yeah, partial meltdown. Fission yeah. gases. Yeah. Anyway, all right, yeah, that's the uh, that's the money laundering racket. Okay, so China, right? China is now now ma- record flooding in China. They're saying that this is a once in a thousand year flood that's hitting China. Once in a thousand years, that's what they're saying. Of course, no injuries, no deaths, according to the official Chinese Communist Party uh, statements. They say no injuries, no deaths. The Chinese mainstream media, I believe, they're saying the same thing. Uh, now, there was one injury, if you could even call it an injury, really. It was when that tunnel flooded in. Um, uh, in Xinjiang, and it was, um, or Shenzhou, I'm sorry, it was in Shenzhou City. And uh, the 15-year-old boy, he had his bike swept away by the water. 
Two of them, wasn't it? Uh, it was two boys, but yeah, but one boy had the bike swept mm-hmm. away. That's that's what uh, the South China Morning Post mm-hmm. reported. Or um, it was either that or Global Times, one of the two. But no deaths, no injuries. No, no deaths, no injuries. No, not, none of that. However, this popped up this morning. Millions under virus lockdown as China battles the Delta variant. Yeah, you knew it had to. You know, it had to pop up somewhere, right? Millions of people were confined to their homes in China on Monday as the country tried to contain the largest coronavirus outbreak in months. Uh, really? Have you actually been there? Are they actually doing that? Because the reports that we see show that um, some of these cities are flooded out. The, sit- the central city of Zhenzhou in Hunan province ordered 1.2 million residents on Monday to stay home under strict lockdown orders for the next three days. Um, that city was completely flooded out. You're ordering 1.2 million people to stay home and Shenzhou was flooded? The, the city and, and the central city in Shenzhou was flooded out? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. Now, mind you, this is reported originally from the Associated Press in Beijing. Okay, so consider the source. Now, they say that the situation, now the Zhenzhou government has said this, the situation is still grim and complicated. Oh, I'm sure that it is. I, I'm sure that it is. Over the next three days, they say that they're going to roll out a citywide mandatory testing uh, and a vaccination campaign to deal with the uh, the outbreak. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll believe that when I see it. Zhang Jitje is locking down all 1.5 million residents on Friday. Uh, that's a tourist des- uh, destination that's just near uh, Shenzhou. Uh, an outbreak spread last month among theater patrons who then brought the virus back to their homes or, fr- you know, around the country. So it just, you know, kind of circulated everywhere. Uh, meanwhile, Beijing uh, has blocked tourists from entering the capital during the peak summer holiday travel season. Gee, I wonder why. That's probably where the Central Party Committee is located is Beijing. Yeah. So we wouldn't want any any trouble there. Only essential travelers with negative nucleic acid tests will be allowed to enter the or enter after the discovery of uh, a handful of cases among residents who returned. Top city officials on Sunday also said for residents to, quote, not leave Beijing unless it's necessary. I don't buy any of this, do you? No. Uh, well, I mean, it's China. They told us about um, their virus issues in the beginning, right? And said uh, they were doing all these lockdowns and welding homes shut and all kinds of stuff, which they very well may have. But they said they were rising at, what was it, a 2.3% rate or a 2% rate or something like that? 2.2. Yeah. And uh, 2.2. And that was consistent. It was just 2.2. Every single report. Every 2. day. 2.2. 2.2. Yeah. Every day. was 2.2. Yeah. So why are we supposed to believe that they're doing this here or that the flooding is, you know, no injuries, no deaths? It, it doesn't. It's China. They lie to us. I mean, they lie to their own people. Uh, nah, don't believe it. In the meantime, because we're doing everything wrong, right, comrade? I mean, we're, we've screwed up everything. We don't know what we're doing. We, with our outdated democracies, right, we can't take the steps necessary to get things done to in order to get this, this raging pandemic under control. Disney has told salaried and non-union employees in the U.S. that they must be vaccinated by the end of September. Here's my notice. Have a nice day. That's what I would be saying if it were me, if it were me. I I have to agree. I would um, probably use a bit more wordage there. uh, But yeah, yeah, I would I would basically tell them to to shove it. Actually, no, I take that back because don't you get the unemployment benefits for being fired if they go through and fire you? They have to approve it. Well, they have to approve it. Yeah, they they have to approve it. Netflix is doing the same thing. 
They're saying uh, all cast, crew, directors, everything, everybody and everything on a Netflix production now has to have it done. Uh, Google is saying that you're either going to have it done or you're not going to come back to work. Uh, Facebook, all the usual suspects, right? All the usual suspects. Your friend, Governor Andrew Cuomo, is even getting in on the action, right? This is him uh, two hours ago. Private businesses, I am asking them and suggesting to them, go to vaccine-only admission. Go to vaccine-only admission. Private businesses, go to vaccine-only admission. Okay, uh, that's a nice statement that you made there, Governor. Okay, right? That's a nice statement you made there. Fine. Where's your data to support that any of the, well, quite frankly, the um, the broad sword method you're taking here, uh, that, that approach, uh, where is the scientific evidence and the data to back up businesses actually doing that? Do you have an outbreak at a specific business? Do you have an outbreak at a, at a specific uh, location or, or something like that? Anything? Anything to back that up? Anything to corroborate that? Any kind of scientific data? They, they sit here and they say science, science, science. Oh, and yeah, science. They say that all the time. But yet when you challenge them, they jump to something else. They'll start talking about vaccines or something. And when you challenge them on that, they'll start talking about masks. They'll just jump to the next thing. You know, Fauci will give you some BS about some nasal fairings or something. Private businesses to require COVID vaccination for admission. Are you serious? That's what you're going to do? I honestly don't think that the businesses are going to do that. And I'll tell you why they're not going to do that, because they've been hammered enough by your nonsensical policies over the last 12 months. The ones that are left. Mr. We can't wait for a vaccine because if we don't open now, we'll have nothing left to open. Oh, that was when the evil bad man Trump was still in office, right? But now that he's out and your guy's in there, and I'm not playing party politics, I'm just calling it out. Now the businesses have to mandate it. Where was that talk all those months ago? I don't know if this next line that he said, and I don't have audio of this, I don't know if this next line he said is a threat, but it certainly sounds like it. He says, I believe it is in your best interest, speaking to the restaurant industry. That sounds uh, very mafia-esque. Uh-huh. Sounds very mafia-esque or, um, um, you know, kind of that vein of manipulation. Oh, and by the way, uh, for those that don't know, Cuomo's hated, if anybody didn't know, by the New Yorkers. I mean, during the lockdowns, they were taking to the streets and they were saying some very expletive things <laughs> in their chances. They were marching down like Fifth Avenue. Comrade, I think I think you have it wrong. He has an 80 some percent. Oh, yes. Rating. Yeah. Yeah. And in his book sales. Yeah. He sold 45,000 books about his leadership during the covid crisis. Yeah. And all those people that he actually in those nursing homes. Uh, but that's OK, because that was all dropped by justice. Yeah, sure. The number of daily covid cases in New York has increased fourfold. It's funny because now it's just jumping all over the place. You notice that they get caught. Don't forget that. That's the smoke screen here. This is the trade off. They got caught. Fauci got caught. We talked about it last week. Bruce said it best. The hand in the cookie jar, the hand in the covid cookie jar. They got caught. It is in black and white. It's out in the open. They got caught. They have the grant numbers from the NIH on the research papers that are published by the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Never admit fault. Always double down. Hell, Fauci's going to gather the gather the troops and hell, they're quadrupling down. They're like they're they're beyond doubling down. They're not even tripling down. They're quadrupling down now. I'm asking them. I'm suggesting to them go to vaccine only admission. I believe it is in your best interest. Radio City Music Hall, apparently, according to Cuomo, he said they did this months ago. He says they reopened vaccine only and they sold out all of the shows. Did they? Did you go to one? Have you been there? 
See, they tried giving out Yankees tickets and Mets tickets and free parking and and burgers and fries and uh, cheesecake and beer and shots and everything else. Didn't work. Hell, in the UK today, they're offering free food, free live music and free vaccines. They had a vaccine festival in one of their parks today. Bruce, do you see all the people that were there? Oh, it was just swarming. It was. It was. With invisible people. Well, you didn't see all those people? I mean, all, all two of those people that were there, you didn't see them? Yeah, I did actually see all two of them, but the the rest of the the seats and everything they were they were occupied by invisible people. You see, so oh. it, it was a large crowd, but they were just not visible. Well, what it was, what it was. See, they were all inside the vaccination tent that they set up. Everybody was in there, right? So they were all lined up waiting in there, and then they were all going to come out. See, the guy started uh, filming before all of that. So see, they were in there right. ready to get their food vouchers, and then they were going to come out and go to the food trucks and then and then wait for the band to start playing. Right, right. The the empty tent where staffers were just standing around talking and laughing with one another. Right, right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Next to the, okay. the, the COVID testing uh, tent that they had set up where, again, the staffers were all just standing around literally kicking and shuffling their feet and talking to each other. Yeah, that one. And hell, I think the food cart people, I think they were busy laughing and carrying on with each other too. Well- it, 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 the reason people didn't show up is because they have such a high vaccination rate. People just felt, you know, they were they were being complicit with the orders and everything, and and they didn't want to risk getting anyone else sick, so they just stayed home. And and you know, they've already been double vaccinated, so you know, it's good there. They're waiting for their third vax. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're waiting for the third one. Yeah, they uh, they're starting to announce that on this side of the pond now. Oh, people are demanding a third one. Are they? Hell, I didn't hear anybody demand the first one. I believe Israel is doing the third jab for their elderly already. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But a lot of people are perplexed as to why. But, of course, they're in the minority. By the way, did you did you know that all the protests that happened around Europe here, did you know that that's not on the media anywhere? Did you know that? It's not even in the American press anywhere. I heard that today from somebody. I, I mean, we do try and keep an eye on the uh, American media as much as possible. But I heard somebody else say it. They said all the protests that are happening in Europe, and they're watching it very closely, said all the protests that are happening in Europe. He says his question was really simple. He says, why aren't we doing that here? I've been asking myself that question for the last year. You as the American citizen, you went down to the local state house, city mayor's office, whatever, governor's mansion and everything else during the lockdowns. That was the only protest I saw. But after you went home, they sent out Antifa to burn your neighborhoods down. And we just never went back. How the hell does that work? White House Deputy Press Secretary, I guess that's who this woman is, new woman up there. She's up there speaking in place of Jen Psaki. Uh, never thought I'd hear myself say this, but man, I miss Jen Psaki. I miss how, how ridiculously stupid that woman was. The White House Deputy Press Secretary says that Americans must follow, hear me, Americans must follow CDC orders because the experts say so. Bruce, you don't look like you're ready to follow those orders of the CDC because the experts say so. Oh, I just I find it uh, comical that um, the argument is I told you so. That's it. That's, that's, that's all the argument is. I just because I said, you know, do as I say, just just because uh-huh. don't do as I do. Do as I say. I have had some people in different parts of the United States send me messages and things, uh, photos and things today showing me all the businesses that now have the mask mandates going back in. You want to go into Target? Got to put a mask on. You want to go into Walmart, Sam's Club, supermarket? Mask mandates. Some of the cities are actually reversing them too. Oh no, we got to put them all back in. The CDC announced a mask mandate reversal and the endless doom mongering, that's what they're doing, uh, over the dreaded 
uh, mutated, deadly, going to eat your face. What happened to the black fungus? I was starting to like that. What what happened to the black fungus? They got rid of that one. I, I like that. Right. Once once they figured out there was no black fungus, then they really couldn't go anywhere with it. But uh, the Delta variant it, well, is what they're on now. They 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 went to the uh, the fungus that is resistant to antibiotics. Oh, yes. Fungals. Yeah, that's yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. They went to that. Uh, Americans have a lot of questions, apparently. Yeah. Yet the answer to all of them seems to be simply do as you're told because we said so. That's pretty much what they do. So Friday, after the announcement that even vaccinated people can still get and transmit the Delta variant, that's because of those nasal pharynx. I mean, we heard Fauci talking about when you have the, the viral load in the nasal pharynx, then, you know, you're, you're more likely to have a breakthrough and, and become infected, even if you're fully vaccinated. This ABC host or, or CBS, whoever the hell that guy was, is sitting there looking at him like, oh, yeah, you don't have a clue, pal. Okay, you don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. And I watch this guy like a hawk every day. He's up there spouting BS, trying to make himself look sophisticated and smart when he got caught funding the Wuhan lab, you moron. Why aren't you asking him that question? Oh, because you'd be fired by six. That's why you're not asking him. Well, that information doesn't matter any longer. I mean, they're quietly sweeping that under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, that database, as a matter of fact, that got shut down today. Uh, the one that links Fauci to that. Well, it's okay because it's too late. The receipts are already out there. Doesn't matter. They can close that database down all day, every day. Doesn't matter. Those are actual subpoenaed documents under sworn testimony, under an affidavit in the Senate. And it's too late. It's too late. Fauci's already perjured himself. It's too late. So they can get rid of databases and stuff all day long. That's fine. But those are already submitted documents in the United States Senate. There's nothing they can do. But is anything really going to happen? Under the current system, no. I had somebody ask me the question today. Is it time yet? Because I think it's time. That's all I'm going to say. That's when they were walking back into a business that required them to wear a mask to get in the door. Yeah. Deputy, I, I would say it's time to get out there and protest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. As you can't see it, but we're both sitting here with a million dollar smile on each of our faces. Uh, the Biden administration is unable to provide any proof that the Delta variant is actually real. OK, that is a good point. I want to see this thing isolated. Let's see it. Where is it? Show it to me. I, I'm interested. I, I'm asking every day. I'm like, where the hell is this thing? Let's see it. I want to see it. For those that aren't aware, when we're talking about let's see it, the only uh, recorded images that we've seen of COVID-19 are from SARS-CoV-1. It's from the first SARS epidemic. We haven't seen anything for SARS-CoV-2. When you look at the two, they're identical images. Uh, so it, it kind of looks like that uh, they don't actually have that information. Uh, it gets worse than that. The White House Deputy Press Secretary admitted in a press briefing that she has no idea if there's even a test for it. Well, that's good. That's good because they can just create another one like they did for the last one, right? That's fine. Yeah, they can misuse this one too. Why not? She claimed she didn't even know why anyone would ask how the CDC tests for the Delta variant or why they would bother to explain the process. Uh, gee, lady, I don't know because they're using this opportunity to conduct biological and psychological warfare against the population and shut down our way of life. Maybe that's a pretty good reason as to why they should offer up these explanations. I mean, that's where I would start. I, I get what she's meaning, though. I, I think I understand. She's basically saying, why would you question us? Why would you question the government? You should be a good little lemming and follow what we tell you. Right, 
Right. Last week, Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked the question, if the vaccines were... She was asked this. I heard the audio of this. this is, I, I'm sorry I didn't actually grab it. She was asked, if the vaccines work, then why do people who have the vaccine now need to wear masks? And her answer was more or less, well, because we said so. That's really all the answer she could give. You know, growing up as a kid, that was never a good enough answer from my parents. You should do this because I say so. Why? Give me the reason. Give me the the. And it wasn't it wasn't out of rebellion. It was out of uh, a desire to learn and understand. Now that I'm older, um, it is a desire to learn and understand. But the government's bad. So anytime the government says you do this, my first reaction is flip them the bird if they don't tell me why I should do that and give me a clear, defined data sheet that proves it. And then the research that led to that proving. Otherwise, they can go get stuffed. Dr. Fauci is back on ABC this week, and he is doing his usual doom and gloom. Yeah. End of the world. It's it's Armageddon. Basically, according to what he's about to say here, while well, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are going to be galloping through the middle of town very shortly. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. Uh, help me understand. Are we headed towards a period once again where we're going to see lockdowns, businesses shutting down, uh, masks routine for everybody? Uh, or is this... Or is this potentially just a, a temporary setback? John, I don't think we're going to see lockdowns. I think we have enough of the percentage of people in the country, not enough to crush the outbreak, but I believe enough to not allow us to get into the situation we were in last winter. But things are going to get worse. If you look at the acceleration of the number of cases, the seven-day average has gone up substantially. You know, what we really need to do, John, we say it over and over again, and it's the truth. We have 100 million people in this country who are eligible to be vaccinated, who are not getting vaccinated. We are seeing an outbreak of the unvaccinated. There's some breakthrough infections <laughs> among vaccinated. You expect that because no vaccine is 100 percent effective. But in the breakthrough infections, they are mostly mild or without symptoms, whereas the unvaccinated who have a much, much, much greater chance of getting infected in the first place oh, are the ones that are vulnerable to getting severe illness that might lead to hospitalization and in some cases death. So we're looking not, I believe, to lockdown, but we're looking to some pain and suffering in the future because we're uh -huh. seeing the cases go up, which is the reason why we keep saying over and over again, the solution to this is get vaccinated and this would not be happening. Bruce, if you just get vaccinated, this would not be happening. What he just said there, he said, no, we're not going to have any more lockdowns. You're going to have more lockdowns. Uh, not only that, he also said in there that the vaccines don't work, but you should get vaccinated. Yes. He, he did say that. And two weeks ago, he was saying, here we have a vaccine that is highly, highly effective, right? It's free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get over your political statement. This is not a political statement, sir. It'd be one thing if this was a political statement. This is not a political statement. It'd be one thing if you had people out there dropping over dead in the streets and people still said, no, OK, yeah, that'd be a political statement. That's not what this is. This is do what we tell you to do. No, no, I, I don't think so. So not only are you going to go out and take something that's not going to work, something else in there, of course, most of everything he said was a complete line of bull, but something else he mentioned was, this is 100 million people that are not vaccinated. I actually think it's a lot higher than that, to be fair. That's the number they're spouting off over there. I think it's a lot. I think the number's a lot higher than that of people that are not vaccinated. That's why they're pushing so hard. The people, a majority of the people, I'll put it this way, a majority of the people 
of these isolated areas where we're seeing these so-called outbreaks are people that are double vaccinated. Those are the majority of the cases. Those are not the minority of the cases. Or am I incorrect? Because I, I'm seeing like 74% of people that are going into hospitals. That was the Massachusetts one. Those are people that were double vaccinated in, in parts of the UK. They were saying like upwards of 90% of the people that were coming in that were filling up the places in, in the UK and like Yorkshire and, and um, uh, places in like uh, Wales and stuff. They were all saying, the nurses are all saying, wait a minute, these people have all been vaccinated. What's going on? My first initial question is with his statistic there, 100 million people. What is your quantifier for that 100 million? What, what are you? So is it 100 million adults? Is it 100 million? Like, what's the category you're saying? Because if it's 100 million, let's assume that uh, the majority of elderly and here in the United States have been double vaxxed. All the elderly that I know have been double vaxxed, except for a few that have underlying health conditions that the vaccine would be dangerous to them. So now you're taking out, what, a third of the population or so, give or take? I think I know the game they're playing here. I told you at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the, the, the broadcast here that Lindsey Graham tested positive for COVID-19 as he's been double vaccinated. What have we been saying about this? It's a therapeutic, right? It's to reduce your symptoms yeah, if you less, come yeah. in contact with it, right? That's what it's about. It's not a vaccine. In that, If that's the case, it's not a vaccine. That should be known. Lindsey Graham just released a statement. He says, I'm very glad I was vaccinated. And he said that he is certain that the symptoms would be far worse otherwise. Um, 80% of all people that get COVID-19 are uh, double asymptomatic. Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying in, in this sense, they're asymptomatic oh. before they, they did any of the vaccine nonsense. Um, and he's showing signs of symptoms. I mean, he is... Uh, in the higher risk age bracket, about 46 million or so, it looks like, or above 60 or 55 and above, I think. No, 60 above. Yeah. So 16 above, there's about 46 million. So I, I could say 46 million is vaccinated. We have another, I don't know, uh, under age, let's see, um, 40, 60, 80 million that are uh, 19 or younger. 18 is where I would say, you know, that that would they, they can make their own decision. But because of the way they do the statistics, I, I, I don't have a number from 15 to 18. It's 15 to 19. So but 80 million there. So, you know, we're, we're at what, 126 million now. Mm -hmm. um, that's about half of the population between those two groups. Mm -hmm. So effectively, he's saying that uh half the population has been vaccinated and there's only a remainder of like the workforce, for example, mm -hmm. um, or you take the 80 million out for the kids, which they're working you're, on you're left with. Yeah. Which they're trying to do now. But if you take the 80 million out for the kids, which um, I, I don't buy those numbers, even with the kids, because I mean, Pfizer, I, I'm sorry, was it, was it Pfizer? I, I don't know. It, it was Moderna. No, it was Moderna. Moderna put out the call and said, all right, we, this is before they said, uh, we wanted to vaccinate the kids. That's before they said that. Moderna put out the call and said, we're taking volunteers for people to put their kids into this nationwide, nationwide. They got zero calls, zero. So basically what I'm seeing is you, you have that 100 million that he's saying there is effectively about 20 to 60 in that range. Like he's basically saying that all of that age group has not been vaccinated more or less with, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be handfuls that are, but if there's a hundred million still to be vaccinated, most of the elderly have been vaccinated. You can't, um, vaccinate the, the, the younger generations yet. So 
Yeah, that that leaves the middle ground. All right, uh, I want to get to some more audio here. This is, <laughs> if you can believe this, uh, which I, I can, to be honest with you. This is Dr. Megan Ranny. I, I think that's that's her name. She's Brown University School of Public Health Associate Dean. This is her on CNN on Inside Politics yesterday. The coronavirus is not going away. Or can we ever go back to a pre-pandemic reality? We are never going to go back to a pre-pandemic reality. And I do agree that we do have to become comfortable with the fact that this virus is going to be sticking around. Our goal is to decrease severe illness, hospitalization, and death. But there are still some things that we don't really know. We do Just to be clear, when she says that this is going to stick around and we need to decrease severe illness and death, she's talking there. Let, let me translate. She's saying endless variants, endless vaccines. That's what she's saying. Don't know how much this novel vari variant, the Delta variant, affects children. It is our responsibility to keep them safe until it they doesn't. can get vaccinated. And it's our responsibility to stop these surges while there are still so many who are unvaccinated. Listen, there are 200 hospital workers in San Francisco who've gotten sick over the last couple of weeks because of exposure largely to unvaccinated people who caught Delta, who then got <laughs> the vaccinated sick. That's not fair. So, yes, we have to learn to live how with do you this, get the day is well, not... How do you get the vaccine? Think about what she's just saying. How do you get the vaccinated sick if you're vaccinated again? How do you do that? Well, uh, because you're unvaccinated, you see, you're, you're causing a mutation of the va uh, of this virus. And so because you're vaccinated against the alpha variant, now that it's mutated in you, it, 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 it can spread to other people that have been vaccinated right. because they're yeah, okay. vaccinated against a different. Yeah, sure. You see this right here, right? If I saw this woman sitting at a sitting at a bar somewhere and she tried to pick somebody I, i'd run I, I swear to god i'd run that right there no this looks like a miserable individual this poor woman right here she looks like a miserable individual she probably has a cat and that's about it not the moment where we drop our precautions hmm. when we get all of our kids vaccinated when we know a little more about the long-term effects of the breakthroughs then that's the point at which this becomes yet another virus that is part of our day-to-day -day life hmm. serious words never going back uh, dr megan ray thank oh, you yeah, serious for your serious words yeah we're never going back like, yeah we're never going back as long as we have you people she's out of rhode island by the way uh-huh uh, it looks like digital health violence prevention and public health that's what she specializes for research. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, also, she is the, um, looks like a founder or uh, part of, no, she's the chief research officer for the country's only nonprofit committed to reducing firearm injuries through the public health approach. You know, that public health emergency firearms being, yeah? Uh-huh. I wonder where that narrative came from. Why, uh -huh. why would you have, yeah, I, I, I bet she's uh, somehow in that little circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, would make sense. So let's talk about why they're all behaving this way. Let's talk about why they're double, triple and quadrupling down. Let's talk about that. There's a new report out today as of 12 o'clock last night. This dropped that says that evidence points to COVID emerging from the Wuhan lab. You see, whenever you catch a captor, Right. Whenever you catch somebody or, or an abuser or whatever, whenever you catch them with their, as Bruce said, with their hand in the cookie jar, they double down and come back and beat on you some more. That's what they're doing here. They got caught. 
As of midnight, this report was released by the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Their report on COVID-19's origins pointed out evidence of a lab leak, genetic modification, that's the gain of function, that was funded by Fauci, and a cover-up making the case the virus accidentally emerged from the Wuhan lab in the fall of 2019. Again, I don't quite think so, but okay. The report concluded that the preponderance of evidence suggests that SARS-CoV-2 was accidentally released from a Wuhan Institute of Virology laboratory sometime prior to September 12th of 2019. And the virus and viral sequence that was genetically manipulated was likely collected in a cave in Yunnan province in the People's Republic of China between 2012 and 2015. That we knew. Hell, even Fauci's admitted that to him, admitted that on multiple occasions. He says, look, we wanted to study these things, so we had to go out and get them from somewhere. Uh, yeah, Tony, but you don't soup them up with a 15% lethality. Well, it was based on SARS, which had a 15% lethality, and then they tried to make it more transmissible amongst humans. Unfortunately, in the process, it made it less uh, deadly. But. Yeah. The report said that Wuhan lab researchers, Chinese Communist Party officials, and potentially American citizens all directly engaged in efforts to obfuscate information related to the origins of the virus and suppress public debate of a possible lab leak. Again, they got caught with their pants down. It really wasn't that hard. Hell, we were saying this stuff well over a year ago. It really was that. Do you know how hard it was to find that information over a year ago? Oh, man, you were a wing nut if you talked about that over a year ago. Oh, no, 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 no one believes that. No, no. Here it is. It's right here. Thank you to the uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee for finally catching up with the real world. Thank you. Representative Michael McCall of Texas led the GOP's China task force and released a report in September alleging a Chinese cover-up and detailing serious concerns about the Wuhan lab. House Foreign Affairs Committee ranking members' new addendum to that report puts a spotlight on the Wuhan lab. The new report outlines evidence that points to the Wuhan Institute of Virology as the source of the outbreak and outlines some of the many steps researchers at the Institute of Virology, along with Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance, took to cover up the research being done there. He wasn't the only one. Daszak is the fall guy. Remember that. He's the fool. He's the buffoon that they picked to run that front company, that shell corporation that they set up. So Google and the DOD and the NIH all could run their money through it. It also breaks down how scientific papers written by researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology not only prove that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing dangerous genetic modification research on coronaviruses at unsafe biosafety levels, as you said, Bruce, they're running it like a dentist's office, but also that the Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers had the ability to genetically modify coronaviruses as early as 2016 without leaving any trace of that modification. Thank you, Dr. Anthony Fauci and the National Institute of Health with Dr. Francis Collins. There is your gain of function. That is about the time they did it. McCall said that he believes now is the right time to completely dismiss the hypothesis that the Wuhan wet market was the source of the outbreak. Yeah, we knew that that was nonsense to begin with. We know gain of function research was happening at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and we know it was being done in unsafe conditions. We also now know that the head of the Chinese CDC and the director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Biosafety Level 4 lab publicly expressed concerns about safety at the People's Republic of China labs in the summer of 2019. Even the World Health Organization said that. Even they were saying that. It is our belief that the virus leaked sometime in late August or early September in 2019. 
When they realized what happened, the Chinese Communist Party officials and scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology began frantically covering up the leak, including taking their virus databases offline in the middle of the night and requesting more than $1 million for additional security. But their cover-up was too late. Yeah, we knew that they screwed up in the beginning. Their cover-up was too late. The virus was already spreading throughout the megacity of Wuhan. Within a month, satellite images showed a significant uptick in the number of people at hospitals around the Wuhan Institute of Virology with symptoms similar to COVID-19. At the same time, athletes at the Military World Games became sick with symptoms similar to COVID-19. Some of them carried the virus back to their home countries, creating the earliest super spreader events in the world. You also had the Lunar New Year, and then they returned back to Fashion Week in Italy. Yeah, does anybody remember Italy? That's where it hit Europe. Then, of course, you had Nancy, right? You had, you had Nancy Pelosi. Instead of actually taking things as they were, oh, no. No, we're going to play politics. That's what we're going to do. No, see, we're going to go to come down to Chinatown, have a dim sum. The New York senators, they were all playing the uh, the identity politic game, all of them. Hell, I got Senator Kavanaugh from New York saying, you know, it's really appalling that the people in the media are treating this like it's some deadly plague. I, I got him saying that. That was two weeks before the lockdowns. The New York health minister, I've got her saying, there's no reason you shouldn't be going out to restaurants. There's no reason why you shouldn't be taking the subway, taking the bus. And there's no reason why you shouldn't go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm going to be there. The parade never happened. The report concludes that the preponderance of the evidence proves that the virus did leak from the Wuhan lab. And it contends that the removal of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's virus and sample database in 2019, as well as safety concerns expressed by the Chinese scientists and a host of circumstantial evidence, points to the conclusion that the virus leaked from the lab. So a State Department fact sheet was released in January that contended that the Wuhan lab researchers conducted experiments involving RATG-13, which was a bat virus identified by uh, the Wuhan lab in January of 2020 as the closest sample to SARS-CoV-2. Just to give you an idea, the similarity was 96.2. That's pretty darn close. And the lab has published a record of conducting gain-of-function research to engineer chimeric viruses. That's where they take one and they smash it up with something else. Yeah, they take one part and they kind of like weld it onto another one that's not actually supposed to be there. The fact sheet asserted that the lab engaged in classified research, including laboratory animal experiments on behalf of the Chinese military. Of course it's a PLA lab. Of course it is. There is no distinction between the Chinese government, the Chinese institutions, and the Chinese military, the People's Liberation Army. There's no distinction. They are all one monolithic system. And the lab workers likely became sick with coronavirus-like symptoms in the autumn of 2019. The GOP report noted that the Wuhan lab's online database contained more than 22,000 entities consisting of sample and pathogen data collected from bats and mice. The database was pulled offline on September 12th of 2019. The report noted that there has been no consistent answer as to why, and it has not been put back online. You saying there's a cover-up? The Chinese Communist Party no. covering something up? No. No. Say it's not so. Say it's not so. The report contends that one research, one or more researchers could have become infected with the virus after collecting it in the wild or manipulation in the lab and could have subsequently provided a vector for the virus to spread while traveling to and from the lab on the Wuhan Metro as a daily shuttle service that was available. And that's what I, I think you even mentioned that in the beginning was it could have just been as simple as a lab worker getting infected and they, you know, because of the poor quality control 
policies that they have in there. And they could have literally just gone out for lunch and passed it off there. Maybe they went to the wet market for lunch. I don't know. Just saying. The report said that uh, it lays out ample evidence that researchers at the Wuhan, that researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in conjunction, listen very carefully, with scientists and funded by both the People's Republic of China government and the U.S. government were conducting gain of function research on coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's in the report. Its conclusion is that there is ample proof that the virus could have been genetically manipulated. There is also ample evidence that the Chinese government, Wuhan lab researchers, and others were working to discredit the suggestion that the virus could have been human-made or leaked from a lab. Yeah, we know that China's been doing that. They've been running interference from day one. It also points to the installation of a People's Liberation Army bioweapons expert as the head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Biosafety Level 4 lab in late 19 rather than January 2020, as has been previously reported. The new report says that a PLA major general taking over part of the Wuhan lab demonstrates that the CCP was concerned about the activity happening there as news of the viruses was spreading, and that if the Chinese military actually took control in 2019, then it would mean that the CCP knew about the virus earlier and that the outbreak began earlier. Meeting minutes from discussions between lab scientists and the World Health Organization China team. Yeah, they were the ones that were tasked to look into the origins of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they said they handpicked Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance, who funded all of that, who channeled that money, they picked him to investigate the lab leak theory, the origins of... Are you serious? Are you serious? If you were writing a bad Hollywood script, you couldn't pick a better one than that. The WHO China team revealed lab leak concerns were referred to as conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, it's just crazy loons. You you don't know what you... You have no idea what you're talking about. Don't even... No, there's there's nothing going on there. It was just... It was routine research, and, and it was that seafood market down the road. That's that's where it came from. It was that wet market down there. The World Health Organization China January report concluded that the most likely origin of COVID-19 was a jump from animals to humans. World Health Organization also said, uh, no, there's no evidence of human-to-human transmission. No, there's no evidence of that. However, since then, the U.S. and others have cast doubt on the credibility of the report. Really? You cast doubt on the credibility of the World Health Organization? <laughs> really? I never would have guessed that. While Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, whatever the hell his name is, the idiot from Ethiopia that they've picked to run the World Health Organization, that fool that is responsible for genocide in his own nation, he oversaw it. So they picked him to run the World Health Organization. You couldn't make that up. He said that there was a premature push to dismiss the lab leak theory during the investigation. The Chinese government shot down a second investigation into its government labs in June. All right, Bruce, the report's out. That's it. I mean, told you so. I, I don't know what to say about it. Um, this is the stuff that we were talking about in the beginning. Welcome welcome to, to being caught up, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. Why isn't With this... the current government... Before you go on there, why isn't this top headlines around the world? Because it destroys their narrative. Uh, exactly. Because now... Well, actually, no. They could still exploit it and say, look, we, we thought in the beginning we, we believed China or gave them the benefit of the doubt, blah, blah, blah. This is a engineered virus. This is the first time an engineered virus has been released. So we need to be extra careful and they could double down even more. So I, I you know, I, I don't see why they they don't try that one and exploit uh, the, the, the findings. The, the problem is if they go down that road, people are going to be expecting some kind of 
justice. They're going to be expecting some kind of, you know, uh, hunt to find out who sent money there, who started this, where did the research come from? And of course, they're going to end up hanging Fauci and they're going to end up hanging EcoHealth Alliance and you know, Dasik or Dasik or whatever his name is. Gates. Yeah, they're going to end up hanging a lot of people. So they can't go down that road. So that's why it's being swept under the rug. There's too many people involved. And the other thing is, is do we know if the previous administration was involved with this at all? It's a good question. This just in, and we will call this one uh, done. Twitter announces the expansion of collaboration with the Associated Press and Reuters to identify and alleviate credible information on the platform. Because they're so credible themselves. They are. They are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the... They're the Ministry of Truth. All right. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we put out here every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week. You also get access to our news feed, and we also have a comment section. So drop in a comment over there. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And I do have some emails to respond to this week, so don't think that I've forgotten about you. I will respond back. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. So we are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, and give us a rating when you get a chance. We would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.